Happy Monday, everybody. It is 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Uh, This is the Joke Workshop, where we do four minutes of material, and then there's four minutes of commentary from their comedian peers. You're going to pay attention, and the always remembering in the back of our minds that if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So we're going to be kind to one another, even if people really, really suck. Uh, Because it's all new material, and we're trying to be helpful to one another in this lovely community of uh, comedians here in San Francisco. This is MutinyRadio.fm. Again, this is the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. And I'm excited because your first comedian is a stalwart here. She's actually going on to that ruse later at uh, Brainwash. Paid her 10 bucks to uh, throw her hat in the ring and... uh, yeah, so uh, let's uh, hope. Hopefully, she has a good set tonight, and then she can uh, she can win that thing, so she doesn't waste her ten bucks. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Jenny Hogan. I just kept getting annoyed that they didn't have open mics on Mondays at the Brainwash, and then the guy told me to sign up for the contest, so I did. But I only get to do it once. So it doesn't even matter that they still don't have open mics. All right, guys. Um, I don't understand why people, like, say cum dumpster, like, why cum dumpsters have such a bad rap. Like, seriously, like, does everyone else just love washing their sheets or something? Like, seriously, I don't, I mean, I feel like uh, there are so few trash cans in San Francisco that we should be more grateful to, like, anyone who's willing to volunteer their body as a dumpster like potentially even offering tax breaks for to come dumpsters. I think that could be um, a good solution in the future. Okay, so I, I play with, mm, do you guys know what ghosting is? Ghosting when you just like disappear on someone, um, don't text them back at all. I think it's an appropriate name because ghosts also don't text you back. But I, uh, how many days do you think you, you can go on before it becomes like unacceptable to ghost on someone? What do you think, Arjun? You're the wrong person to ask, what do you think? How many? How many? Two? Okay, I'd say like 12. I think that ghosting is, ghosting is in many circumstances like the best thing to do um, and the most polite option. I actually never get ghosted on, um, not to brag or anything. I always get dumped, like always, without fail. Like I have been dumped by many more people than I ever realized I was dating. And uh, I, I don't mind that either, to be honest. I don't know what about me like kind of, make someone believe that they absolutely need to like be very clear about the fact that it's over but it could be like well it could be a lot of things I think it's them though um honestly hey so I uh I also don't mind getting dumped I think that that can be a winning outcome too like I my most recent ex-boyfriend and I we were like clearly about to break up like to the point where I was like faking sick to like avoid seeing him and I just like Here's the thing, though. He had just gotten me these, like, sweet-ass Taylor Swift tickets for my birthday, and I was like, I don't really want to, like, pull the plug on this because he's going to sell these tickets. And my strategy was so right because then he broke up with me, and he was like, you know what? Like, you should still go to this concert. Um, I, like, for, I, like, did not know what your face looked like. That's, like, not what I thought it would look like. Um, <laughs> sorry. And uh, I know. It's still, I still, like, didn't recognize you again coming in. Um, yeah, it's exciting. New learning new things about the comic community. Um, anyway, so I went to this Taylor Swift concert, and it was honestly like the best light, night of my life. Like I would not, I would definitely do the whole relationship over again to go see Taylor Swift because we had these really awesome tickets. And then like while she's playing, you know, like we are never ever ever getting back together. 
right? You guys know that one? It sounds exactly like the way I sang it. Um, I'm like, yeah, fuck Jamie. We're never fucking getting back together. And then my friend Natalie's like, you mean Jamie who like got us these like $400 seats? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> but I, so I've never broken up with anyone. Like I, dating me is like having like a socialist job or, or like a government job in a socialist country. Like it's not gonna, not gonna, um, end that one. But I... The only person I ever dumped was my high school boyfriend, but I didn't even break up with him. I just, like, went to college. And, like, he went to college, too, but somehow successfully convinced me that it was my fault, um, possibly because he wanted to keep the Miley Cyrus tickets. A real downer, because I never got to see her. Okay, guys, I, um, I play with my hair all the time. I have a lot of anxiety. I, I'm not exactly what people would call relaxed. I think the issue is that I was like a fat kid and I had to wear relaxed jeans and then my mom was like trying to make me feel better and she was like, no, being relaxed is like a good thing. And then I learned that she was lying and I was like, I'm never fucking relaxing again in my entire life. Uh, but I, uh, I play with my hair all the time and people always ask me if I'm like, if I'm fine or if I'm on the edge of a nervous breakdown. But like, honestly, like I'm both. Like I'm just like living life on the edge of a nervous breakdown and it's fine. Okay, I'm, I'll finish that one later. Jenny E. Hogan plays with her hair and likes the shittiest music in the world. All right, everybody, comments. There's a couple different microphones. There. Why, why is dating you like having a government job in a socialist country? Oh, just because they never get fired. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you didn't get that. All right, so I'm, I don't even like that line. Well, it. No, it's a great line. I know, he didn't like it. Really? Oh, yes. I think there's definitely, it's a great line. Yeah. Bread lines, or I don't know, what do socialist countries usually have? Like communist countries are known for, for bread lines and food there's shortages. Of, like and in, intrigue and mistrust between everyone. Intrigue and mistrust. Yeah, the Kremlin, weird. Yeah, wearing yeah. a lot of. Socialist countries, they'll, they'll get like killed. So. <laughs> I think like Europe. Uh, yeah, like you, you Yugoslavia. Say, you're, you're always like checking on phone calls oh. and stuff from them, and oh, you know, like K- wiretapping. Yeah, KGB and stuff. Like, well, I'll be clear. Oh. All right, yeah. Norway. Eastern Germany. Yeah. Wh- why do you like such shitty music? I, I mean, I was wondering if you're just a product of to the 2000s, or like, because I mean, no. you might as well say you like Shania Twain. Do you like her too? Yeah. Is that yeah? <laughs> See, She's look got at away, that. You know. <laughs> Maybe you could, I mean, why do you have such shitty taste in music? I think you could delve into that. Like, because you, you talk about Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift. I mean, you might as well, like, are you a 12-year-old girl trapped in a computer programmer's body? What's happening? Totally. I, I, don't, I don't think you need to defend your life, Taylor Swift. I think she speaks for herself. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, my, this is from high school. That was... Oh. That's what I was saying. It was my high school boyfriend, and he kept the Miley Cyrus tickets. Oh. Which, that's not even true, but, like, I was thinking of someone who would have been cool in high school, but I could, I mean, I could do, like... See, I didn't hear high school. I just thought that... That doesn't make it better. He made that... He took the... Yeah, it doesn't make... Doesn't. <laughs> just that list... Was she list. Montana when you were in high school? No, no. No, just why not own it and, and come up with some other crappy bands that you like, too? You like Oasis? Right. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Nickelback? Blink-182? Oh, like come on. I shouldn't be grouping Nickelback and Taylor Swift yeah. together. <laughs> no, I definitely want it to be like more like teen pop. Like, I Katy Perry. Who's that new girl? Rachel Pettin or... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I want someone from 
like like ten years ago, oh. like eight years ago. Genie in a bottle, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She can actually sing. Jeff Dean has something to say. All these men that have shaved their beards are suddenly so cute. I thought they were all kind of like schlubby. Well, you're, and you're always <laughs> making fun of me for shaving my beard. Well, you look good now with the shaved face. I've changed my mind. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was Ian fine. Levy too. Looks, he looks. He actually is. He's a good-looking guy. I didn't think. I thought he was hiding behind the mask of the hair. Uh, Jeff had something to say. So when you explained it a bit more, I got it. But the cum, cum dunks, yeah, the cum dumpster joke. At first, I didn't get it when you, you just said, it. "Oh, what do you like cleaning your sheets?" Yeah, but I didn't realize that you meant like because the cum goes inside of you instead of on the sheets. Okay, so you think I should make that clear? No. Everyone knows what cum dumpsters are, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Well, <laughs> cum dumpster just means like a girl who gets around, right? It doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah. Yeah. I under. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing like a literal, like a literal. <laughs> Well, I thought I think I guess I think that kind of the joke is like interpreting it literally, like. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I should make that clearer. I like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like just talking about the meaning, like really getting to the bottom of it. Yeah. Um. Like it. Is it funny if I say if I say like it's not it's like cum it's not like beckoning a dumpster. Is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be funny if I had said that. Okay. I feel like that, that's funnier in like a 10-minute set, you know? Like explain, like maybe, like it's, it's not minutes. the prime joke of it, but you can add that on if you have a little <laughs> We're doing 10 minutes on cum, cum dumpsters. <laughs> that's, in, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right, everybody clap your hands together. Ginny All right, moving right along. Your next comedian, clap wildly. It's Cole Chapman. Yay. All right. Come, dumpster. Um, what do I want to talk about? Oh, I went to a party uh, over the weekend. Uh, I found myself like hanging around like too long at, you know? Like it was like 4.30 a.m. Uh, and that's when you know it's like you either gotta go home with somebody or just like you should have left three hours ago, you know? And it was like one of those things where I was like sitting in the kitchen kinda alone. You know, that was the other signal. It was just like leave. Like I'm now an intruder at this point. Just like hanging, looking for parties, I guess. And I hear like commotion in another room. And uh, I'm like, oh, commotion, 4.30 a.m. That could mean uh, one of two things, giant orgy or cocaine party. And I was like, hmm. Let me put my ear to the door. No grunts. A lot of theories about Lost. All right, I'm going to go in there. Cocaine party. Boom. Cocaine party. Here's the thing. A lot of you might look at me and say, hey, this guy's built for a cocaine party. Look at his tall, lanky frame. The privileged white porcelain skin. Oh, this dude was born for a cocaine party. Not the case. I'm very awkward at a cocaine party. I'm like, uh, that. I'm like a phone ringing during a comedy set. No. Um, I'm kind of like, like Steve Urkel, like at a Crips initiation you know I'm like showing up like mm, how's it going like kill someone did I do that and everyone's like oh this guy's got to go he's the worst I've ever seen at this and uh yeah it was weird like I just felt like the whole time like, I don't know any like the like in lingo now I was like I might as well have walked in there and just been like uh like hey uh you guys uh huffing uh nose rocks and they're like no we're not doing that we're 
we're doing coke. That's, that's what normal people say. We're not huffing nose rocks, you idiot. What are you talking about? Uh, I just felt like a hundred year old narc, you know, just like sitting there like a kid, like cool, like, you know, a clash t-shirt thing that's in. I'm like, Hey, you guys, you cool into this? They're like, no, not at all. Taylor Swift, man. Uh, but I like settle in, sit down, ignore all the warning signs that are saying like, get the fuck out of there. And I sit down. Uh, and then when I sit down, I realize that they're uh, making a collage, which I guess is something you do on cocaine. <laughs> I don't know. I've never really been around it, but they'll like have like a whole poster board out covered in magazine clippings. Uh, and I was like, well, like, what is this? This is your, like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh man, it's a vision board. I was like, oh, sure. Like, what's, uh, what's the vision for? They're like, more coke, idiot. What do, you, what do you think it is? And I realized it was all pictures of like cars and Lindsay Lohan. And I was like, oh yeah, all right, more coke, of course. Should have known. Mm, see, this is, this is why we do the joke workshop. <laughs> right there, that last thing. I was like, no, no one was like, I'm on board with this. No, okay, put down your clothes. <laughs> or your clothes, your red rims. Here I go, shaking away. Um, also went home. Talked to my dad for a little bit. My dad's weird, because uh, he, uh, you can ring that horn, by the way. There we go. <laughs> I saw you raise it, and I was like, I should get out of here immediately. Um, and uh, I talked to my dad. One thing about him growing up is uh, he always liked to, uh, like, fix stuff around the house. And, like, running joke was like, oh, he'd always break stuff so he could fix it later, you know? Like, oh, dad, you're crazy. Uh, there's uh, one thing that he didn't uh, fix, though, uh, me. Okay, bye, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Cool, Chapman. I'm sorry, I was distracted. Sweet Gail just doesn't listen and won't shut up. And I'm like, she's like, why are you whispering? I'm like, because I'm trying not to distract the comedian. <laughs> shut up. Uh, all right, Trina has something to say. Well, okay, I like the Coke party joke, but I think what I like about it is like you, you're, I like the idea of, okay, you look like you would fit in with the Coke party, then you get there, and then you realize, oh, okay, no, I look like a narc. Like, I look like an undercover police officer. And then when they start scrapbooking, right? Because that's really what they're doing with the cutting out is scrapbooking. You're like, no, I'm not the gay older brother. I don't know, like, uh. <laughs> The scrapbooking collage. I, I thought the vision board thing was cute with the, yeah. for more cocaine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the cars have to do, though, with the cocaine, but I know what Lizzie Lohan has to do with cocaine. I don't know anything about cocaine. I was hoping you guys would. I feel like this is the crowd that does cocaine. No, but I... Well, credit cards... Okay, let's think about it then. So then it would be, like, credit cards, dollar bill, rolled up... You'd you'd have, like, rolled up dollar bills, pictures of credit cards, pictures of straws, maybe? Maybe straws? I don't know. What else else is associated with cocaine besides Lindsay Lohan? Or how about just... Just an entire collage of pictures of cocaine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Little piles yeah. of white powder. That seems like the obvious choice. So you're like getting hanged up. Like there wouldn't be pictures of cocaine in magazines. Like of course. <laughs> Taping it down. <laughs> the glue, the Elmer's glue, and it's like glitter on there. Oh, there we go. We're just. I would just say for more things about you, because you do kind of look like someone who would do cocaine. Thank um, you. But it's, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you do kind of look like, you have a look to you of like a morally ambiguous like Wall Street worker from the 80s. Yeah. So, from the 80s? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what it, a specific it, range. It, it's a lot of American but, psychos. Yeah? So, but okay, it, cool. Okay, anyways. You look like you went or go to Stanford. Uh, uh, no, but thank you. Yeah. Sure, me too. Go Bears. 
Does anybody else have an observation of how I look as a <laughs> tall white dude? Uh, I feel like you have a lot of jokes about how you're like pretty white. Yeah. I like. <laughs> hey man, this is my experience, I, all right? Yeah. I don't know if I want to start talking about me being a woman like now. What am I doing? <laughs> I like the one. What is the thing you said about your dad? Like right at the end, you like you said. It was I like to break things around the house to fix them, and the one thing he didn't fix was me. What? Oh, I didn't hear that last line. That's funny. Yeah, I kind of um, flipped through it like that one. Well, like, that, that, that is a funny line. But I also thought the thing you said that was just like, um, he's like crazy. He just fixes shit. I think that's kind of funny. Or like the idea that like you would be so like unlikely to try to fix anything that you think it's like insane that your dad like tries to fix the toilet or something. I think that could be kind of funny. Or just like fixing things is like kind of like a normal thing to do. And I don't know, just like the idea that you think it's crazy could be funny. Or not, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm nodding. <laughs> effort, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 How, about, how about this side of the room? Jesse, how about you? You look pretty tired. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's the second time you've said that to me, just in our history. And uh, no other compliments, just that. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Cool. Anyone else want to tell me I'm tired or uh, look like an 80s Coke Wall Street dude? <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm going for a two-tone Canadian tuxedo. I think it's working out. Thanks, dude. Oh, well, yeah. You didn't have to reiterate the point that you thought you brought, you did. You brought it up. <laughs> we Clap your hands wildly for Cole <laughs> Chapman! Yeehaw, motherfuckers. Your next comedian is suddenly becoming the darling of the scene. Everybody's tagging him on Facebook. Something's happening. I don't know. Uh... Everyone just wants to see him do push-ups, maybe. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, he, he's the one who runs my soul cycle. Put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. I don't think I'm becoming the darling of this scene, right? I think people still kind of hate me. I'm pretty sure that's still like the general consensus. I'm, I'm working on it, though. Trying to get more likable and stuff. Um, so, uh, to start that up. Hey, who here does CrossFit? Yeah. Alright, I do CrossFit. I just started last week. Um, hey, we'll get into it. But, uh, I started last week, uh, so, uh, I try to talk about it every chance I get. I really like talking about it. Even if I'm, like, talking with people who aren't really talking about it, I'll find a way to, like, subtly shift the direction of the conversation to be about CrossFit. Like one of my coworkers was talking about how he recently proposed to his girlfriend and uh, I go, oh, CrossFit! <laughs> Dude, I've, oh, act out still feels so weird, man. That's a weird thing to do. Uh, no, I honestly only got into stand-up comedy as a platform to talk to you guys about kettlebells. I talked to you guys about kettlebells for a while and then move on to my next material. I like them because they're like really heavy purses. <laughs> Are people familiar enough with like the shape of a kettlebell? Like, to me, they look like heavy purses. I haven't used one yet. Um, I, I, uh, I, uh, I hooked up with this CrossFit girl. They're all, they're all female firefighters. It's a weird weird thing all of them are firefighters uh i was i was having sex with her and she was dead silent during the whole experience like maybe moaning was like a sign of weakness or something but in either case she didn't say a goddamn thing except every once in a while she'd go one and then i was like all right and then she'd be silent and then a little later she went two 
It's like, all right, you're just crazy. I'm gonna get this over with. So I finished. Afterwards, I was like, hey, um, did you did you like finish during that? And she goes, yeah, twice. <laughs> she was counting her reps when she was coming. <laughs> it's a crazy thing to do. Fucking CrossFitters. Uh, in my experience, workout people are the most insecure people. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but I was at the gym and I saw this one workout guy talking to this other workout guy. He goes, hey man, uh, your calves, it's like kind of asymmetric. And out loud, the other guy goes, <laughs> Guy was me, everybody. That was me who had the asymmetric calves. I don't know. They're not that bad. Uh, I can't really, can't really, uh, I think tech people are really easy to fool into giving you their money. Uh, one example of that are escape rooms. Do you guys know what those are? Yeah, it's like, I don't know how you came up with that, but it's like somebody just walked up to some tech guy. He's like, hey, man, I bet you can't get out of this room I put you in. No, man, I could totally solve this problem. Bet you 50 bucks you can't get out of this room that I put you in. And even if you do get out, you still got to give me the 50 bucks. Yeah, whatever, man. I'll do it. I'll fucking get out of this room. <laughs> it's just a ripoff, man. I don't, I don't think I'll do it. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, so this, this was something I thought of when I was really high this weekend. Uh, I was reading the back of this Trisket box. It was fucking <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing, man. Um, so I saw these instructions it had on the box for like um, this like Trisket seafood um, cream cheese thing. And the ingredients, there's three and said the prep time was five minutes. Said uh, Triscuits, cream cheese, and seafood salad. But man, I wouldn't even begin to know where to start with making seafood salad. I feel like that required, this is such a high thought. This is definitely not funny in real life. This is, yeah, uh, scrap that. I want to make my own cooking instruction recipes. Uh, the first instruction would be like, cut up two cups of onions. Uh, second instruction would be, uh, okay, now take those onions, put them somewhere else. You don't need onions for this recipe. Third instruction would be like, all right, I should never, I'm done. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Jesse Warren doesn't know how to make seafood salads. What's an escape room? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's, it's like this thing where you like get 10 people. You each pay 50 bucks. They put you in a room. You have an hour to escape. And if you escape, they give you like puzzles. They like, like, uh, like word puzzles and math puzzles. And if you solve enough of them, you get out. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a, a lot of companies do it for like team bonding. It's laser tag for dorks, even yeah. bigger yeah, dorks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I think uh, I think the uh, CrossFit have, hooking up with a CrossFit girl and saying they're all like uh, female firefighters. I think that's a funny image. Uh, but I think when she's counting. Yeah. Uh, rather than her counting, she could come and go, oh, CrossFit, as like a <laughs> okay. callback. Yeah, yeah. So I really like the idea of all the CrossFit females being firefighters. Uh, and I just, I wanted you to have something about like, I didn't know kegels were a part of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. like, you know, 
Is this like then it's What? Yeah, like she squeezed my dick like 30 times and then one. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. you, could, you could really go in. You could really go deep into the premise, you know? So, anyway. Yeah, you don't want to have to worry about insulting anybody. Either. There's no female. You don't do CrossFit, do you? I don't do CrossFit. Hey, Jesse. I, Ginny. Ginny here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think uh, I think when you say I got into CrossFit, I got into stand-up as a platform to talk about, I think you should say as a platform to talk about CrossFit. I don't think the kettlebell, like... I just said I feel like that's part of the joke. Now. Yeah, I agree Isn't with Jenny. Yeah, like, I think just say CrossFit all the time. And I don't know if I'm like that attached to this like purses, kettlebell thing. I feel like you only say that because you bring up kettlebells. So then like yeah, you didn't bring up kettlebells to make it shorter. I thought for the thing about the girl doing raps, I thought that was funny. But also like you sort of explained it again at the end. But I think it was like clear the first time. So you could cut. What's like the last sentence you say in that? Like she was doing. Oh, no, she organ. Oh, oh, after she's she said, her reps or something like oh, that. Oh, after she says like you say. Did you finish? And she says, yeah. yeah, twice. That's enough. Like, I feel I feel like anything you say after that, yeah, it's already yeah, pretty right. clear. You're right. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like with those CrossFits, you should put in more, like Jenny said, and you should high-five the audience when you yeah. do it as, like, a punchline. You're like, <laughs> CrossFit! And you try to get someone to high-five you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then you can, like, go out and interact with people. And especially yeah. you're like, I was having sex, CrossFit! <laughs> you know, and you, like, get somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. a high-five. Like, it's the new whatever word of awesomeness or whatever cool. yeah. I had some more thoughts and then Ian has some thoughts <laughs> I thought I like when you said to exercise people or workout people and then like tech people like I just think those are kind of like funny in that they're like clunky ways of phrasing it sort of and like it's the way that it or sort of makes it sound it's like kind of like meat heady sort of like just say like oh those like workout people and like those tech people and I like it and I think you should like but I think you should like stress it more and when you said like the cooking instruction recipes like that was I don't know I felt like those were all kind of like the same and could be sort of like you're if you if you want to play it off especially like during the crossfit stuff as though you're just like have a that kind of like way of observe i don't know if that's like clear what i'm saying no i didn't follow at all okay uh you're running out of time you can tell me later um just real quick it's uh i say keep doing stuff about escape rooms because those are really funny and weird um and you just got to explain more what they are because i don't think sure because they're they're just getting popular but it's just one of those weird hobbies that only tech people do like wind tunnels or whatever you know like (laughs) i I don't know it's it's a good it's a cool concept to talk about you just got to make sure the audience because now i'm talking what it is yeah Yeah. but okay that's all Cool. Put Thank your you. hands together, everybody. Jesse Warren. CrossFit. Uh, your next comedian's gonna roll on up to the stage. Are you, oh yeah, he's walking on up. Sweet. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Jackson McBrayer. All right, so I've got like sort of a story narrative, and you guys can tell me which parts are funny and like should become full jokes. Uh, so I I went to Pride this weekend, and on Sunday uh, I was there, and this cute uh, young woman just goes, "Oh, you hella cute!" I was like, "Wait, did I just get catcalled at Pride?" Fuck yeah, feminism. This is awesome. This is the kind of social change I want. Like, please, ladies, tell me if you want to fuck me. Because we live in a patriarchal society where men don't know if you want to fuck us or not. Like, we're really bad at it. And uh, yeah, if you just tell me, I'll be like, okay, cool. Like, honestly, I'm polyamorous and I'm dating a couple women right now, but I haven't had sex in like three weeks. So I'm kind of like, fuck, 
but I'm also okay because I'm like still getting all that sexual attention and like physical affection, but no actual sex. I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, like I like diversifying my sexual portfolio. Be like, okay, you're my like snuggling girlfriend and you're my sex girlfriend. You're my blowjob girlfriend. It's kind of nice. It's like uh, you, you, uh, you're taking from different pools so that you never go into a drought. It's good. Um, let's see. I, uh, <laughs> Uh, I actually fucking hate the patriarchy. Like, the patriarchy sucks so much that we use cocksucker as an insult. That's fucking retarded. Like, cocksuckers are my favorite kind of people. Like, if you suck my dick, thank you. I appreciate it. Also, yeah, I realized I use retarded, and that's not politically correct, but honestly, fuck being politically correct. Being politically correct is for faggots. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, was, uh, I was reminiscing about Columbine, because it was like the first mass shooting I was, you know, sentient for, uh, and I was like, you know, like people always say like, oh, it's too soon to make jokes, but I remember the day after it happened, I was in high school, and I'm a metalhead, so it affected me, because I'm like, dude, that's like my kind of music. Don't put me in with those fuckers like they're fucked up and damaged and I'm just a fucking metalhead like we're not the same anyway my friend comes up to me and goes dude Jackson what would you do if some guy in a trench coat came up to you and was like dude I'm gonna shoot you I'd be like I'd ask him to shoot me in the leg and I'd roll the fuck away <laughs> and that was the day after it happened it's never too soon to make jokes people that's what I'm trying to say um, I've actually been told that I have a mischievous smile but I've also been told to shut the fuck up when I smile at people. And I didn't say anything. So I'm like, okay, I've heard of resting bitch face, but maybe I'll just have smirking asshole is the thing my face does. I don't know. But I do think everyone should get a wheelchair. Like, walking fucking sucks. Like, the first human invention was the wheel. Because walking sucks! That's obviously why that happened. Um, but I realized that, like, I'm a cripple and I'm pretty, so it's better. It's like, if I could pick one privilege to have, it's being pretty. Like, that's honestly the best one to have because people buy me free booze. Like, it's like being, actually, being a pretty cripple is like being a pretty girl. Like, you get let in first, I get to cut in line at Disneyland. I mean, that's an even bigger one. Like, sure, sure, nightclubs, whatever, free booze, but I get to cut in line everywhere. And even if I'm not supposed to, who the fuck's gonna say shit to me? It's kind of amazing. So yeah, smirking asshole face. I get it. I understand. All right, that's me. I'm Jackson McBrayer. Jackson McBrayer. Comments. Jackson, I really liked it. I liked um, I liked your thoughts on the patriarchy. I liked how like the idea that you are like just feminist enough that you want like women to be comfortable with catcalling like that's kind of like where you want feminism to head I think that's funny I liked when you said like I actually when you said I, I actually don't like the patriarchy or like I'm actually like opposed to the patriarchy I think that's funny like a funny way of phrasing it um, because I feel like people are probably gonna like assume that you're not gonna be in favor well maybe not but anyway um I liked uh, I like the comparison with being a pretty cripple is like being a pretty girl I mean I if, if you want to make it like also, like, the negatives, I feel like you could draw some, like, comparisons there in terms of, like, I don't know, but, I mean, it's up to you. Like, I think that I, I can kind of see, like, where that would go, and I think that would be funny. Um, yeah, but I liked it. I, I liked the story in the beginning a lot. That was funny. Thank you. I think it's funny that you'd say you're against the patriarchy and then immediately launch into being polyamorous, having, like, what, four girlfriends? Fe uh, polyamory is feminist. 
Okay. It's fundamentally feminist because all the people involved are equal. It's not about ownership of a person like monogamy is. Monogamy is actually patriarchal. Polyamory is feminist. Okay. I'm not going to say poly- polyamory is inherently a fem- but then you go on to refi- refer to your girlfriends as the snuggle girlfriend, the blowjob girlfriend, the sex girlfriend. See, that one you could call me out on. That so part's you, fine. Yeah, sure. your, se- your set just kind of took wide swings in terms of you know, feminist. You're like, man, catcalling's great. Fuck the patriarchy. Here are the various uses I have for women. <laughs> yeah. Various, That's like, okay. Funny. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something you could, you know, it's... Ponder. Ponder. That's funny. I also feel like you could expand on the, because you very briefly touch on the, like, the different uses for the girls, right, where you're like, you know, this one's for this, this one's for that. I don't know, I feel like there's room... I don't know if it would be like, uh, like this one's for sex, this one's for oral, uh, this one's for emotional support, this one's for Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> the last two are the same. I don't know. <laughs> That's like, funny. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Clap wildly. Jackson All right, your next comedian actually has an idea what feminism is. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. Yeah, no, as a feminist, I do like to be nice to both my blowjob girlfriend (laughs) and my sex girlfriend. Oh, my God. But keep them separate and don't feed them too much. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyways, so speaking of sex, I am single now, and I think all single, Ian, you're single, right? Yep. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I like the beard. Anyway, <laughs> no, but it's, it's good. I'm sorry. Furthermore, I've been saying that a lot in my sets. For, I think men, all men need to start having sex with other men, because you know the Spartans used to do that. And it wasn't just the gay ones. Every single one. You know how most people, like, that's the fucking Spartans, the epitome of masculinity. You know where I know Spartans from? That's Master Chief, which means Master Chief was getting fucked in the ass on a regular basis. And we should all do that. And you guys want to know why? Because sex is fun. Anal sex for men is probably way better than anal sex for women. Because we have prostates, there's a purpose to it, okay? There's an actual purpose. If you've ever had a finger stuck up your butt, it's amazing. You can stick your own finger up your butt. Second of all, do you want to put your dick in an ass? Gay sex is real easy. Want a blowjob? You know how many blowjobs I've gotten offers for on Grindr? Like 20 on my first day. I haven't taken any because they're scary. It's scary. I, that's, that's not going to be in the joke. That's, and I've, I've offered several. Uh, one dude was like, this is a different joke, but on Grinder he was like, got any pics? And I sent a shirtless pic, and I was like, you got any pics? And then he just sent me a pic of his dick, and that was not what I was looking for. I kind of knew what his dick was going to look like. I was more interested in the face and the body but he, he was circumcised. He was also Indian, so I didn't know Indians got circumcisions. I, I don't. I didn't. So we're learning a lot. Learning a lot. Uh, me and my family, we own a dog, uh, so sometimes when we go on like road trips, we'll stay at like pet-friendly motels. And 
And uh, we went to this one pet-friendly motel, and I had a pretty decent time there, but I still gave it one star on Yelp. Because not once at this supposedly pet-friendly hotel, not once did they ever ask my dog who was a good boy. (laughs) Never! No! Did did they ask, did they, did, did my dog get to respond? I don't know. I don't know where he was going with that. Now, what's if they pretend to throw a tennis ball, but then not and be like, where's the ball? Never ask those fucking questions. Not a good friend. That's why I'm, that's why I say I'm a 420 friendly comic. Not because I smoke weed. I don't tell any jokes about smoking weed, but every single time I see the number 420, I'm like, holy shit, fuck yeah. Okay, that joke's not as funny. Um... Yeah, those are the two jokes I guess I'll work on. Thank you very much. Arjun Banerjee. Comments? Dog friendly, funny. So I really liked how you started off the set with all the sex jokes and whatnot, and then you go like, oh, and I have a dog. Like, no segue, no nothing. I thought that was actually really funny. Yeah. I try to think of more things that are friendly besides dog friendly. Try to think of a list like... I don't know, smoking friendly. I don't know what the list is of like, you know, pussy friendly, cat friendly. I don't know. If you want to bring it back to vaginas or dicks, I'm sure you can do that somehow. But what are like the the friendly things that people are, you know, they're, I don't know. Okay. I liked the, uh, the 420, the idea for it. I think you can expand it into more of a joke because I'm the same way where I don't even smoke that much. But when my like microwave hits 420, I'm like, yeah, son, you know, like get some. And so, um. Yeah, I think it's a good idea for a joke. You just got to expand it more. And the uh, Spartans were banging other people. Like, like they were screwing, but it was totally like rape. Like, they would bang the people they conquered. It was a sign of dominance uh, to show, like, we own you now. You're So it wasn't like a fun... Fun. It's not like a good example. Well, there, of like, there were sex, there were sexual relations between the. Well, there was. No, they did it for fun, but then when they did it to like conquering people, like the ones who weren't gay were doing it to like just hurt the other people. They weren't getting like they weren't like yay. I don't know. That's super historically specific. To like how tough it makes you to take it up the ass, but apparently, due to history, it's, it, it's not the case. They so were I don't not know. It. Apparently, just, just well, like, the people they were doing it was usually the armies they conquered. Maybe well, like you're super tough for banging someone else in the ass. I don't think that's as funny, but I guess more <laughs> historically correct. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be all like, you know, what's manly raping dudes? I don't think that's exactly the message my stand-up really wants to. Yeah, I mean, you know. You can go that way. I could, but I won't. <laughs> I, I wasn't saying to go that way. I was just saying, historically, that's why they did it. If you were interested. <laughs> I'm just a fact checker. I mean, I know, I, I know the Spartan women would like shave their heads so that the men would be more comfortable with them when they were first getting home from... There was for sure some Oh, there was totally consensual stuff, but usually a lot of times it was like to the... You said because not even the ones who were gay were doing it, and those ones were the guys who were just like banging the armies they conquered. And when he's right though, there was some sort of like hierarchy too, like if you got promoted to a captain, it was like in a relation. Yeah, and I know like Julius Caesar, uh, pen- like in Roman times, penetrating men was fine. It was getting penetrated that was bad. So. Well, and, and the reason that homosexuality is uh, demonized in the Bible is that during that particular time, they were getting uh, raped 
because they were being conquered because the Jews never win, right? Uh, and so they kept taking, well, there were a couple times. There were a couple times. Joshua won the Battle of Jericho. But other than that, it was pretty much the Romans. But that's why they would say that homosexuality was demonized because it was really sucked when your son got taken away and, and ass raped by some Roman dude. Yeah, that's it's not fun. Good. Or Syrians or whoever. <laughs> Throwing the Syrians under the bus, absolutely. But we're doing bits yeah, right yeah, now. This is interesting um, from like a knowledge perspective. I love the thing about the, uh, I don't want to see a dick pic. I clearly want to see your body. I, maybe like as a woman, I find that a lot funnier than other people do. But like just the idea, like why would I care what someone's dick looks like? Like I kind of feel like they sort of all look the same. And like I would only be interested. And I feel like there's so much less variance in like the way dick dicks look and like I don't know I yeah. I think you could go a lot further than that and not just make it that one specific example although on the other hand it is possible that maybe other people don't feel that way and actually really only want to see dick pics so maybe it's not that relevant but I really liked it you know what I think it'd be funny uh, get it like I've never caught <laughs> really know I'm not very well acquainted with sexting in the gay community but I think talking about an asshole pick would be kind of funny because I don't I've never heard anyone talk about it amen and it'd be more jarring because it's just like a you know like I don't know like yeah poop comes out of there it's like like a, a fist of worm you know whatever an asshole however you want to describe it um Maybe not, but uh, or maybe you're you're so manly you need another man kind of thing. You're just like over women, if you're, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Women okay. don't their buttholes aren't hairy enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, well, everyone has hair on their butthole. I just shaved mine the other day, though, so I'm 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 good. I've been ripping mine out in the shower. It's Interesting. Not, not great. Yeah, uh, it feels like too much. Yeah, it's just it's weird to shave because you got to kind of bend over and pull things apart, and then yeah. and then it can get itchy, which is weird. Anyway, uh, everybody clap wildly for uh, Arjun Banerjee. Oh yeah, butthole picks, fun times. I I don't I don't like looking at anybody's butthole. That's weird. It's not weird. Everyone's into different things. I'm sure that Jackson McBriar looks at girls' buttholes all the time. Your next comedian shaved again, and he's not, uh, and he's still, he's still, he's a, a shorn man. It's you, Jeff. Yeah. Put your hands together. It's Jeff Dean. Hey, guys. All right. Um, so... Pam was making fun of Ginny because she likes Taylor Swift. And I feel like I go through that all the time. Like, I really like Kanye West, and I have to defend it all the time. Like, I get it. He's a douchebag, guys. But he's talented, all right? Anyway, I thought I was going to get more pushback from that one. Um, I also have a prostate joke. Um, I read the other day, I read the other day that... Pooping feels better for guys because of our prostate. We have like a G-spot in our assholes. So it like actually feels better than it does for women. And I thought like, how great is that, you know? Like, we get paid more, we finish every single time, and it feels great to shit. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm new in the dating game. Got out of a relationship and... Uh, I'm trying not to use dating apps anymore. I saw this girl at the bar, 
um, she's walking by and I was like, oh, hey, what's your name? You know, trying not to be too threatening. <laughs> and she was like, oh, are you speaking Italian? And I, I wasn't, but I, I figured, you know, I'd go with it. I was like, oh, si bonjour, you know. So we were talking and then all of a sudden we just start making out. Like this is the most smooth I've ever been. I was amazed. Uh, it was great. And then her friends just physically start pulling her away from me. Like physically <laughs> pulling her away. And I'm thinking, like, do they see me as a threat? Like, do I look dangerous? Like, look at me. Do you think I look dangerous, Trina? What do you, like, 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 why, like, why do they see me as a threat? Like, whatever happened to, like, good old-fashioned racial profiling, you know? Um, let's see. Uh, the other, so sometimes I like to daydream. Does anybody else like to daydream? Um, like I, I don't like, I like to have realistic daydreams though. Like I no longer daydream about being like, you know, the quarterback in the NFL or anything like that. Like I know that's never happening, but I just, I like to daydream about like satisfying my parents, you know, but like, I, like in a realistic way, like not in my career or anything. Like for instance, like if a family member died, like I, I'm a pretty good public speaker. Like, I could knock a fucking eulogy out of the park, you know? <laughs> like, everybody in the crowd is just in tears, just going nuts, you know? And my parents are just like, oh my God, Jeff, he's so thoughtful. What a sweetheart, you know? And then I stop and I'm like, why am I so happy of the thought of my brother dying? Like, this is terrible. <laughs> But at least I'm getting some attention at his funeral. That's even worse. <laughs> anyway, that's what I got for you guys today. Jeff Dean smiling about his brother's funeral. Super cute. I really like the uh, the turn with it being your brother's funeral, but I also was sort of expecting it to be your parents' eulogy that you were giving. So like the one time you were going to impress them, they're dead. Like, that's uh, that's another way that it would be funny. So you could have like two variants on the same joke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, just wondering if in the story with the girl getting pulled away, did you ever consider pulling back? You can't do that. Well, no, I know. But, but, well, I, of, of course you can't in real life, but I don't know. To me, it's just it was. I, I just think it's the idea of even even just like having a moral quandary in your head about should you start pulling back. <laughs> Jeff Dean with a beard would pull back. Jeff Dean without a beard would let it go. The case is that she was drunk, so like her parents, her friends were making like a. They were taking advantage. Her parents. That's funny. Her parents were pulling her away. And I didn't realize that was why they were pulling her away. Like I legitimately was like, well, look at me, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I just developed that further. I think there's more there, like what happened after she got pulled away from you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's funny if, like, I mean, I think it's funny if you set it up like it's this, like, very romantic encounter and, like, you guys really just, like, have, like, a great connection right away and, like, the conversation is great. And then you, uh, like, obviously she's really drunk if her friends are pulling her away, but you, like, reveal at the end that she's, like, actually, like, totally shit-faced and, like, can't form words or something, you know? Abble, glabble, flabble. Yeah, like, like right. do, you, do you try to, like, get her number? And that's why you seem so smooth. It's just she was really drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Like you could you could say something that she says that is like not English, or, but not another language either. Just like you know, yeah. something just like incoherent. For one tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> like. Yeah, she could be, I don't know, like talking to you and you think it's Italian yeah. and so you start speaking Italian back and whoa, you're nailing it. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are conversing like right. crazy and it turns out she's just blackout drunk and yeah. doesn't can't speak English anymore. No, and you're, that's yeah. Funny. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. god, I've been crushing it. It's not yeah. Yeah, like you could take a sentence, um, like I'm not as think as you drunk I am kind of thing. Just switch around the words and then add, make them sound Italian. Like I'm not as drunko as you think I, you know, something, I don't know. Arjun, did you have something to say? You are just playing with the microphone. He has nothing to say. None, none, all right. All right, clap your hands wildly for Jeff Dean. right along here on the joke workshop on mutinyradio.fm your next comedian talented man always brings us new jokes put your hands together it's joey avery is that there it is hot mic me after that guy is not incredibly diverse kind of filling the same bucket of Guy who elongates his vowels. <laughs> um, I uh, so when I was a kid, I grew up. I was actually a pretty, pretty happy kid. I was always, like very positive, running around, loving life. And I remember interacting with adults and being like, "What the fuck is wrong with these people?" Like they all seemed sad and upset for weird reasons, and I never understood why. And I was like, "I'm never gonna be like that." And then I got a job. And I was like, oh, <laughs> for sure. I see, I see exactly where that comes from. This shit fucking sucks. Like, how are you supposed to be happy when over half your week you're doing something you hate for over half the day? It kind of fucking sucks, you know? Like, no matter what you're doing. And that's why it's like, that's one school of thought. That's why so many people are like, look, man, if you don't follow your heart, you're never going to be happy. There's nothing you can do if you don't follow your heart. But the problem is, I think my heart wants to be a dumb, topless chick at Burning Man. And the rest of me is not really with that, you know? Like, there's a lot of problems with that lifestyle. But I truly would, I'm not saying everyone who goes to Burning Man is dumb, but I would be one of those really dumb ones with, like, the flower pasties on. It's like, I'm just a free spirit. Like, that's, I think, what I actually want. Um... That's a problem. I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to figure it out, what you're supposed to do. I had this weird kind of life revelation uh, at, a, at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Vacaville. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a B-dubs, all right? But Buffalo Wild Wings is one of those places where you show up, and it's like every item on the menu has like six adjectives before it. You know, it's all the like quadruple, triple, juicy, awesome, cheesy, fuck burger and you're like okay dude I get it it's gonna be fine so I'm reading through this menu and it's like four pages of this shit it takes a half hour to read it's like if Guy Fieri wrote Ulysses alright and and I'm sitting there and I'm like who the fuck is this place for cause they have 80 beers on tap it's for adults but what adult needs you to tell him that his cheeseburger is gonna be awesome before he has it so I look around at all these people, and it's all these guys with, like, a shirt that's, like, one size too small and that body type. It's like, I worked out. 
in high school, you know, and they have a flat brim hat with sunglasses on top. And I was like, holy shit, this place is for me. <laughs> like right after I give up on everything, you know, like once I've given up on all my dreams, there's no more love left in my marriage. So I just wait till fucking softball night. Okay. So I can go to B-dubs afterwards and drink eight IPAs and drive home drunk, take a Vicodin and just live in the numb cocoon that has become... <laughs> My lack of real fucking existence. <laughs> and I think I might make it. I don't know. Like, part of, me, part of me is afraid of that. But then the other half of me is like, is that somehow less valuable than being some asshole performing for six people in Nebraska? Like, yeah, making my dream come true. <laughs> people need to hear my thoughts or I'll never be fulfilled. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Musing. I feel like you can look at anything that way and then anything you do would suck. You can say, oh, I'm just a self-aggrandizing piece of shit following my dream for no reason or I've given up on everything when really maybe you're just someone who wanted to be around your loved ones and get a little too drunk once in a while and have a little fat tire, you know, around the waist and have kids that you kind of resent Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of rambling. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. Joey Avery. Even when he rambles, he's funny. Comments? Yeah, that, that last part, while like a valid and interesting thing to say, yeah. kind of lacked like punchlines. So, Completely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Um, I, yeah, I liked the whole thing. I wanted you to tie back the dream of like being a, a dumb chick at Burning Man to like the dream of being like a guy at Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever, mm. and then like potentially like after you've given up, the first thing you do is like try to go be a shirtless girl at Burning Man, and then they're like, no, fuck that, you got to go back to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> um, I also, I, and the thing about Burning Man, I don't think there's any reason to qualify. Like, not everyone who goes to Burning right. Man is dumb. I don't think you're gonna get a lot of pushback from like really yeah, that is. <laughs> I guess I just feel bad because every time people shit on festivals, I'm like, I go to festivals. I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's reasonable. <laughs> um, if you were to go Ginny's route, I think like the idea, like if you bombed at a Buffalo Wild Wings, like they'd like you better if you were a dumb chick at a Burning Man, like with pasties on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like a hot chick. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, numb cocoon <laughs> line. Yeah, <laughs> you could add. Few more, you'd be like, you're talking about Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Like, I don't know, like numb teriyaki ranch cocoon, right? Like that, a little more flavors in there, right? Right, right, right. Flavor Tie it back, yeah. bring people back to the cheese stick wonderland. There you go, yeah. Uh, also, uh, you said, uh, I thought it was like a funny phrase, Buffalo Wild, it was like an epiphany in a Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Like, like what other epiphanies are there in Buffalo Wild Wings? Like, I don't know, maybe That's like one <laughs> there's like, blood in my stool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really like the uh, the concept about like understanding why old people suck. Uh, yeah, it's just a good bit. Um, how, do you just, it just reminded me of do you know the expression "game see game." Like really? game respects game. Yeah, or game respects game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's. I don't know. I just thought that could be a tag in there, but or not a tag, but. Right, you know right. I mean? <laughs> Just lack of game respects lack of game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so something like yeah. that. <laughs> but anyways, this is the thought. Yeah, cool. I think it could be funny if you also had a conversation with yourself a little bit, like you're old, uh, going to 
advice, I guess. Uh, so I think there's a lot of humor with, you know, oh, when I was a kid, I thought this, and now it is an adult. And I think you could ride that out a little bit longer, too, if you'd like. Because um, as a kid, you know, you see X, but as an adult, there's this. You know, not going too far with it, but, you know, I th- could think it could be done a little more. Thank you. Anyone else? Awesome. Good feedback. Thank you, guys. Joey Avery. Yay. And then, yay. All right, your next comedian. He's another funny guy. Put your hands together. It's Todd Farnham. Hey, what's up, sluts? How are we? Doing well. Uh, you guys look woke as fuck right now. You ever hear that phrase, woke, not awake? It's like a very, it's a very odd hashtag used by mostly black guys, I think, on Facebook. Like, stay woke. Hillary took so much money from Wall Street, stay woke. The first time I heard that, uh, this guy was like, yo, dude, you woke? And I was like, yeah, we're having a conversation. I have to be. And I was like, he's like, no, you woke. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's like. 11.30 and you're a big black man yelling at me in the tenderloin. I'm like really woke right now. He's like, no, man. And then he went on to talk about something that Hillary Clinton did. I, I wasn't really paying attention because his eyes were really wide and scary. But I thought it was so funny because I started seeing that hashtag popping up a lot in like really stupid context. Like the, sa- the same kind of person that'd be like, yo, dude, you know that if you fold a $20 bill, it looks like the Twin Towers burning? Stay woke kind of guy. You can only fold it. Piece of paper seven times. Stay woke. I don't know. People are the worst. I like how um, after a lot of like really intense athletic events, they'll interview the athlete. Like when they're out of breath or just like got annihilated. And it's never a good interview. Like what'd you, what'd you hope to do? Uh, yeah, I hope to win. I always want to fucking win. That's what I'm paid to do. Always. But the best interviews that, are, that could have so much more potential are UFC interviews. Because it's like MMA. This is like the most violent combat ever. And this guy just lost most of his brain cells getting thrashed against a cage. And they don't ask interesting questions. They're like, John, do you remember who your third grade teacher was? Like, do you know? And just do a little quiz. I feel like there's potential there, but maybe not. Um, Joey, uh, your, your bit like had dark, like darkly resonated with me because I like really hate my job too. And I was thinking about, there's some people that try to aggregate the, the amount of time they spend taking a shit. They're like, oh yeah, well, they paid me like, $687 this quarter while I took a shit. And I was like, you know, that's like n- terrible. If you're, <laughs> if you feel like you're winning when they're getting paid to take a shit, there's no silver lining. You're, that's just awful. I don't know. I realize I've been having a bad week by how much of the Unabomber's manifesto I got through while taking a shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I hate everyone and I hate everything. And this is so, this is spot on. No, just kidding. It wasn't. There's some things that weren't that great. Um, uh, so recently I was with my girlfriend. I was like, hey, can I come on your face? And she was like, um, no, that's degrading. I was like, but it's good for your skin. And then she was like, um, prove it. And so I went on my laptop and uh, looked it up. And I was like, oh, my God, lo and behold, it is good for the skin. It's the elixir of life, people. You can just rub it on there. It's like all the, the good things you want from whole food. It's like antioxidants and I don't know what else. Uh, and so I closed my laptop hood and came in her face. And I thought, isn't that amazing? Because not that I came on her face, because I'm like the 15th guy to do that. But the fact that, um, that a study was done. Like, do you know how many moving parts it takes to have a study? <laughs> like, you have, to, you have to, someone has to think of the idea, has to propose it. They have to get funding. And then they have to have a bunch of people that are willing to be part of the study, which is crazy. 
I just think that Dr. Bro in Germany was just looking out for all of us. <laughs> you know, Honey, I just want to come on your face. Why would you do that? That's degrading, but it's good for your skin. Prove it, I fucking will. <laughs> he fucking proved it, man. He went out and was like, please just sit in my comfy chair and I'll rub some cum on your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Dodd Hey, I got one for you. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you could say that to, to verify the study, they actually had two guys uh, at the same time both come into each... Uh, one of the girl's eyes because they had to do a double blind study. Uh, <laughs> probably too hacky, but I had fun doing it. There you go. <laughs> oh no, that's good because uh, it's so obvious, yet we didn't see it coming. That's what's good about it. Uh, but also. Uh, or coming. But comfy chair, you know? Comfy right? chair. Okay. Yeah, that but one. Play up that one. It was one. kinda like a Hitler joke, like Mein Kampf. But then oh. it but then it was like Why we'll just go Hitler. Doesn't make any Because that's kinda being Yeah. That's a struggle, maybe, coming on his girlfriend's face. No, not really. That's yeah, not no connections. I wanna hear the name of the study. There's it's got it wasn't like come is good for your skin. It was some kind of bullshit academic, right? Like Super uber wordy um, theory. I don't know. Yeah. I have to research it, but there's got to be some sort of like semi technical name for the study that's totally bullshit that got it funded. Mm. No? That's good. Yeah. No, I said yeah. The mm. benefits of ejaculatory yeah. secretions. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, benefits of yeah. ejaculatory yeah. secretions yeah. on the epidermis yeah. of yeah. 18 to 34 year old yeah, women. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Well, I want, I want s- like a little bit more help with the, the bad interviews with athletes. Like, what can, what, what like could be better about it or like what could be done? Like, do, do you want to go? Cause sometimes I feel like it's too, a, a joke doesn't feel as natural when you are, are like, for example, and you jump into it. You know what I mean? But I kind of feel like that's necessary to contextualize why it's funny that we're interviewing someone that just got their face beat in for 25 uh, maybe, minutes. Maybe, I don't know how to do this. Maybe talk about how like, they always ask the UFC fighters like te- really technical questions about their fighting, but they like, they seem really dumb and you think it's cause they're like a meathead, but it's probably cause they just like got their face beat in and they're like, I don't know. I think that's what you were going for already. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. Sorry, I didn't help at all there. It's okay. <laughs> I think you highlighted the challenge that I mean, I'm just, facing. Just like expand on that, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's so helpful. I know. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I last. Uh, I feel like you get more specific about getting the, the dude's face beat in. Like, you'd be like, I don't know, he took like 40 elbows to the face, and you're asking him, like, how he, like, what kind of sandwich he ate today. Because he's probably not going to remember. I don't know, like, make the questions dumber, perhaps get a little more specific with the types of injuries. Because you're just saying, he got his face beat in. But it's like, with UFC, you never really know until you see it. And he's, like, you know, slamming his head into the pole. He's, like, fucking kneeing his nose six inches beyond his brain. Like, it's like a lot going on. So I don't know if you could paint that picture a little clearer. Might be a little better. Yeah. Definitely. That's great feedback. All right. Thank you, guys. Yay, Todd Farnham. Yay. You're our next comedian. 
has a show here at the station on Sundays from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. Clap your hands wildly for Trina Roderick. Friday already? Woo! Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had two job interviews today, and uh, I farted my way through the whole second interview. Like the like not the stinkiest farts I have, but like one grade stink, uh, you know, less stinky, which was like, ah, oh, fuck! Why is this happening? That's not fun. I think you just like would just I said the word fart and you would laugh. That's what I thought was going to happen with that. Um, I do like the idea, though, of asshole pics, but I'm going to take pics of my cat's asshole, right? I feel like that's a great response to a dick pic is a picture of my cat's asshole. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. I'm on it. Jam on it. Um, I, you know, what the hell is he talking about? That it's feminist it's you know feminism okay to be polyamorous i no i like anything in which like i don't know my pussy is not a glory hole so any any functional equivalent of my pussy is a glory hole is not therefore feminist that's that's exactly what feminism is not you can't just say yeah we we like your glory hole glory hole a lot a lot a lot and so we're not feminist. We're not like anti-women. Okay, I obviously had nothing. I had nothing. I had two job interviews today. I farted my. Okay. Um, and definitely, I had a, a desk job for a week, and I sat there the whole time going, "Oh yeah, this definitely confirms that I would rather live in my car for sure. Oh yeah, there's no way." And I ghosted it because it was a temp job. And the guy was yelling at me a lot, which the real the problem with it was that I didn't give a shit. And I felt like he wanted me to care a lot more that he was yelling at me. And I was just like, uh, I got other things to do. If you don't need me here, I, I got other things. If you just say the word, I'm out. It's okay. I don't need to be here. Right? So, yeah, okay. You're like, yeah, but... Make me laugh, bitch. I had a tough day. I'm trying to. Just like, good point. Well, I, you know, because I was like, you know, it's crazy to want to live in my car. And then I had this job and I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's perfect sense. That's just common sense right there. I'm not coming in here. Hells to the no. I keep trying to explain to Ed. Like, he goes to the library every day and he has an SRO. I'm like, you're living the dream, dude. You go to the library every day and you don't have to fuck anybody for the roof over your head? Okay. That's sign me the fuck up. Yeah. He's living the dream. He doesn't he doesn't appreciate that though. So I'm trying to No? What what does SRO mean? Oh, single residence occupancy. So it's just like a one of those little hotel rooms that you just have a room. But he doesn't fuck anybody for it. That is the point. Um so I'm, uh, I want to do, uh, I'm super, super self-centered and I really want to do more crowd work. So um, just real quick, what do you think of me? <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, that's what I like about comedy is hopefully if I'm up here with this microphone in my mouth, you know I'm kidding. Like don't take that away from me, please, please, right? Okay, thank you.
Trina Roderick! Don't take it away from her, yay! Was there any... You did a lot of callbacks, mostly. I know. To, to I previous things. Is there anything you'd want us to, to help you with? Well, specifically? I mean... I, part of the Content reason wise? I want to do, like, unprepared, just off the cuff, is because I want to experiment with stuff. And I feel like if I try to plan it too much then I am like forcing on the audience what I think is going to make them laugh. And I'm really trying to hear what the audience likes and doesn't like. So I'm willing to bomb a lot, and I want to just kind of freestyle it a little bit, especially on days like today when I was getting ready for my job interviews and I wasn't trying to prepare for an open mic. Totally. Well, one thing I will say is that, you know, despite as natural as it can seem for like a lot of people to do it in the moment, uh, a lot of the best guys are totally fully prepared and they've got like right. a toolbox set of skills. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's almost like jazz improvisation. Well, Nothing's truly improvised in the way right. that you already know all the scales. You already know the things like it's just a different experience each time. So well, yeah, but I want to hear the, I want the audience to tell me what variation of me works best up here and then put the work into it. Like I'm not trying to per- put the work into some shit that doesn't, gonna, isn't going to work and isn't the best variation of my, comedic talent or persona right because I'm a lot of different people I can be demure I mean not because I mean we're just we're all like that like I was listening to an interview with Phyllis Diller and she's totally different on stage and off stage on stage her personality is not at all what it is off stage right so you have to bring a very specific note to this stage hit that note every time and I'm still trying to figure out what that what the best note for me is as a comic does that make any sense Oh, yeah, yeah, you should. Because it's the radio and... Yeah, I mean, just to that point, I'd say that, like, one of the best pieces of advice that I've heard recently is, like, Tony Sparks said, like, you know, figure out what makes you funny, even in just conversations, and see if you can try to emulate that. If you don't have a caricature or you don't have, like, a total MO. Yeah, but Tony told me that crowd work is the best way to figure out who you are as a comic. And so that's kind of why I've been just trying to freestyle it a little bit. Because when I first started, I was way too nervous to not have a a script completely memorized and prepared I couldn't do that at all I had to know every single syllable I was going to say on here upstate on stage so I've been trying you know I don't know it's not working out that well but that's okay I figure I'm going to bomb a lot you know that's all right I'm okay with that oh I was just going to say like does that make you laugh like would you laugh at your set well yeah that's the problem like Seinfeld's for example one out of ten but one out of ten people but it's like you're the only one up there not Seinfeld so like just what makes you no my point is one out of ten all ten of them are gonna make me laugh only one of them is gonna make everybody laugh I know but I mean like there's like you can't depend on the audience for the validation to tell you who to be you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't need your validation yeah, for yeah, shit. What I want to know like is... That's what you're asking for. And well, yeah, because you can't ignore the audience telling you who you need to be either, right? So one of the things Phyllis Stiller says is that, you know, what is... She said what... The question to her was, like, what's essential to know as a comic? And, and, and she said, well... You know, as I grew in my career, the the you know you, the guys they always pass the hat around at the end of their careers who were like needing money for whatever and never really made it were the guys who didn't listen to the audience. So I guess what I'm trying to do is just experiment up here and listen to you. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. I can try something else. No, because this is like you're freestyling right now. This is way more engaging than what I was doing well, yeah, it's before. Yeah, more crowd working. Yeah. 
I don't know. Okay. I guess my biggest like piece of advice is like I feel like crowd work is somewhat of a misnomer. Like most people that do it really well, like I think one of the best like illusionists in crowd work is Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. He uh, will memorize like he doesn't talk to anyone in the green room. He just sits there memorizing every single bit. And what looks like improv is right. not. He's like, no, Wait, what I was that? Another cum joke? Okay. No, no, but no. He knows he's gonna say that. I agree that with you, too, but I don't so. want to memorize shit that's not working. Does that make any sense? I don't see the point to that. Well. The point. Okay, so it, when 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 you go on stage and you say a bunch, you, you like say a sentence and then you kind of move on. It it it's, it's you know momentum. Yeah, momentum's important. Second of all, like the second sentences, like you know the end of jokes can be funnier than the beginning. Second of all, like I mean, just like you do have to memorize. Like you don't have to memorize word for word, but you have like. I don't think there's a way to do it without being like, I only want to tell jokes that work because you don't know what jokes work until right. you tell them. Right, that's what I'm here to compl- figure out. I mean, you have to tell them in your completion. So, I mean, like, right. like on stage, we all have, like, moments of brilliance, but, like, okay, we all have moments of where we think of, <laughs> I have moments of brilliance. You fucking losers have nothing. Um, no, I'm kidding. Like, we all have moments where we're like, oh, shit, that's really funny. We mm-hmm. come up with that funny thought, mm-hmm. and, it, like, it works, and everything works. But most of the time when we think of our, like, our funny, it's just, like, just throughout the day, and so okay. that's like why you write jokes and write yeah, it down. Right. But also, I, I do think the point, like, yeah, I, I say listen to the audience because if you want to make it, you really want to sell your comedy, and so then you have to see, like, if you if you're trying to make it, as in like, be successful and make money off of doing it, yeah, I do think you have to know who's buying your comedy and know who wants like what they like. Like, I mean, that's not the ideal artist way to do it, but like, you know. Well, model. I mean. I, it's not that I never want to memorize. I just don't feel like that's where I am right now in my artistic yeah, I've heard a lot of professional comedians say that they like they just pick a word and then they go out there and they just like talk about it like Tignataro said that I think mm-hmm. and like I think maybe it works for her but I don't know if that works for everyone like I could never do that like I might do that to myself in the shower and then I'll think of like a few small punches or like a lot in my head and then I'll go f- go with those punches thought out like it's not totally memorized and then I can see, I can, I'm a little more like aimed at what I'm getting feedback on. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this punch worked, but this punch didn't work. Like, yeah. where if yeah. I'm just talking about it, it's like I'm looking for the, comi- the audience to actually write the joke. But I think you have to come in with like maybe a little Better bit Better joke structure. Yeah, until I maybe, can see that. Definitely. You know, later when you're Louis C.K. and you just have that mind... Well, no, later I'll have it memorized. Later it needs to be memorized. I'm not disagreeing with the concept of memorizing your shit. I'm just saying I want to... Well, I'm not saying you have to memorize it either, but you could just have, like, some ideas. Like, I just... Yeah. I don't come with any memorization. I just come with, like, a word and then, like, bullet points of, like, three Mm -hmm. possible ways I could go with it. Or I don't know. Okay. And I'm not saying you didn't do that. I'm just... No, 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 I didn't do that. I believe in that theory. I didn't do that. Think of one word and talk about it. Unless you're like already a pro and your right. mind just goes like that, like right. But that takes like years, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I might just be spewing bullshit. No, 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 no. I agree. <laughs> Clap your hands together. It's Trina Roderick. Yay! <laughs> Two more comedians here left on the joke workshop. Your next comedian has no more beard and uh, looks like a completely different person, but he looks good. He looks really cute. Uh, hopefully, you'll get. Um, some pussy. Uh, all right. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Yay. I don't know why the music died. Um, today, I think I'm going to work on physical comedy. 
Let it begin. Okay, that was that. That was it. <laughs> that was the extent of my physical comedy. <laughs> I like that in theory. <laughs> um, I've been having a weird week for comedy, guys. I've been having a weird week. I've had a comedic high and a comedic low. The comedic high was on a Wednesday. Uh, I did an open mic, and there were some real people in the audience, not just comedians, which is always a thrill. And after it, they gave me the single greatest compliment uh, I think any comedian can ever receive, because the second greatest compliment you can receive from a person in the audience is them saying, hey, I thought you were really funny, which is great. You know, that feels good, but that's the second greatest thing someone can tell you. And these people came up to me, and they said the number one thing. They said, hey, I thought you were really funny. Do you want to get high? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and I smoked with those people, and then I bounced. And so now I have officially been paid $15 and half a hit of marijuana for comedy. So far, the career is going great, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that. But then I had, I had a comedic low. Uh, I went to, and this wasn't something I was doing. This is, I went to the Eric Andre show. Uh, did any of you guys hear about this? He did a free show, um, and it was great. He was a great comedian. Like, he was super funny. I really liked his stuff. Uh, I did not like his audience so much. I did not care for them. I should have, my warning should have been, it was a free show uh, with an official sponsored strain of marijuana. That should have been my hint that the audience might not be the all-around comedy connoisseurs that uh, I am. You know, they're not the, the Lenny Bruce aficionados I was expecting. Uh, instead, they were more the people who seemed to say, uh, hashtag uh, 420 Dub Nation, <laughs> smoke weed every day. <laughs> not, not just some days, not just on weekends, every day. <laughs> but this, this girl who sat next to me, it was really, um, I think when you go to appreciate comedy, you, you guys can all probably appreciate this. There's really, there's really three responses you can have to a comedian. You can laugh. You can clap, you know, if you really agree with them. Or if you don't like what they're saying, like, you can just be quiet. You know, that, those are, like, the appropriate responses. But the woman sitting directly next to me uh, spent the whole time. She did this with both her hands. Uh, and then just would go, woo, 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 through the entire set. His set was 45 minutes. And she did that for more or less a good 38 minutes was her doing that off with the, the odd comment she would throw in where he would mention, he would say something like, I'm half Jewish, and then she just started yelling, Baruch Atadunai! Baruch Atadunai! <laughs> which, which just, it, it made me really unhappy. It wasn't a great viewing experience, guys. Um, and and I, was, I was actually genuinely pissed off. Like, I was trying to enjoy the show because the jokes were great, but, but she was really making me mad, and I judged her. Like, I just wanted, I actually wanted, you know, I tried to have nice thoughts. But uh, I actually I think I wanted physical harm to befall her, um, maybe in a comedic manner. <laughs> maybe a large piano could fall on her, and that would be some kind of cosmic comedic justice. But, but I judged her, and I think it's – I try not to do that. Like, I think it's, it's wrong because I was thinking about this. Like, I got so mad. I was thinking about it all the way home. Um, and I think it's wrong to judge people. You know, like, there's, there's too much judgment in our lives. We do it too much, and I don't, I don't really know – this woman, I don't know what she's been through. Like, I don't know her background. Maybe, maybe she doesn't get a lot of chances to express herself. Maybe, maybe she's had like a tough life. Like for all I know, she could have been like, you know, abused as a child. It's true. She could have. And I, I don't know this. And, and this is, you know, her one chance to like, she gets out in public with her friends and she can really cut loose and set free. And I was judging for this. And I just think, uh, if she was 
abused by her father. Good. He should have hit her harder. Maybe it would have shut her up. <laughs> oh, that's the darkest joke I've written in a while, guys. That's bad. But it's all about me. It's not about her or other people. It's about me. Okay, I'll, I'll end on this, this, this last one I just thought up while sitting over there. Uh, did, you guys, did you guys hear that Allstate uh, is recently getting into healthcare? You know, Allstate? They're getting into uh, to healthcare. It's gonna, they're, they're calling their new healthcare division prostate. Woo! That's, oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna, uh, yeah, we're gonna end it on uh, a prostate pun. Yeah, thanks. Okay, that's, that's my time, guys. Ian Levy with butt puns. Yay. Definitely, you definitely have a very unique brand of comedy where it's like very meta and self-aware. And yeah. I think I think it's great, but I, I do think that you should, I mean, just to pose a challenge to you to try to like, not necessarily write like a standard type of material, but it, it is kind of almost, an, it feels like inside jokes to people that do comedy. So like when you start branching out and like actually, you know, having more regular audience, those yeah. jokes uh, get kind of, like you have to contextualize them more. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, I, I also have jokes about racial stereotypes in my penis. So like, you know, I got the spectrum That's covered. Good. That's good. But I, yeah, I definitely, I liked it. I think, um, I think it, definitely one thing that you can riff on is, is like how it's very unconventional, the ways in which comedians can get paid. Um, yeah. I think it, like it consistently, like the best benefit has probably just been getting high. I think so far for me, I don't know. Like yours has been probably something similar. I mean, that's like a, a good one. Or like yeah, you just yeah. get a lot of drink tickets. No, no, I, yeah, you know, I usually get, get yeah, cash. No, I like that. So I think you can talk about that a little bit more. No, I think or, that, or just that, like that's a whole bit. No, no, I totally agree. Yeah, because that's something I was thinking about that I I wanted to expand that more because right now that bit is just like a really short story. So it's not really like I, like I agree. I think there's more I should expand on. But um, any anything else or. You guys sick of me on the mic? Okay, it, it was. It, okay, the funniest thing about the maybe he should have hit her harder kind of thing was that you just had this really cute smile afterwards, like like I just told a, <laughs> yeah, a really dark I joke. I, I hate that I do that. That was hilarious, but I'd be funny if I could. I mean, go in a different direction though. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, it was a problem that it was dark, but the bigger problem was that it was predictable. So maybe figure out something specific that a parent could do to a kid that's just a little bit more like maybe he put um cellophane over the toilet seat too many times or like harmless things you can do to a kid um that we wouldn't expect you to say maybe yeah I guess or took her to, to too many metallica concerts something yeah i think i think what i i liked about it is it's i'm trying to be as dark as possible just to be because it's really about me being self-centered like that's what i'm trying to go for i don't know if that totally comes across no so. i mean i you ha yeah you got it and i don't i don't think you need to yeah. go dark i don't i don't think you need to go dark i think it's your persona is different than that okay yeah, i think it's i don't know i think it's funny when you're like subtly yeah like if you try too hard it's like okay we get it Okay, and not get super into yeah, not not like blow up That's at the end. Idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
you got paid or you got someone smoked you out after doing a set? Yeah. And you're really excited about that? Um, do you smoke weed? Yeah. Okay. Like but you were saying that all of the everyone in the audience was like a pothead and that so that you didn't think that they were like aficionados of like comedy? Yeah. So do you not think that potheads like comedy or what were you going Well, for? it's just potheads are a low-hanging fruit. They're they a, a uh, pothead okay. like you know, I've read cereal boxes that were the funniest thing ever because I was high. So it's not exactly like they just they like hack. I guess I, I didn't like even think about that. Between the two maybe. different stories, there is totally a connection of pot. I didn't even think about that. Mm. But because I was just a little bit confused, like is he against pot or does he like pot? Uh, I'm pro 420 friendly in a medical okay. use, considering this is on the radio. <laughs> I should say. No, no, we all smoke it. All <laughs> right, clap your hands wildly right, thanks, for guys. Ian Leviette. One last comedian. Stick around. She's a funny lady. She's new to the community. Clap wildly for Valerie Vernal. Yay! All right, it's all new shit. Um, this room looks like uh, none of the birds made it over the cuckoo's nest. That's what this room looks like. It looks like if Laguna Honda had an aftercare program, this would be it. Um, so you're the only two ladies. Um, do you guys ever like see like a really hot guy, like really fine, like you know, like Brad Pitt before he became a shaman, you know, <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey before he liked Moon Rocks and a good time, you know. And you never just look at one of them and just go. Uh, you just look like you have herpes. Like you just look, that's how hot you are. You just look like a walking billboard for the CDC. You know? And keep it going. Um, no, yeah, because like every hot friend I have, like their middle name should be antibiotics. Like that's just <laughs> the way it is. Um, but yeah, I think ladies got the game all wrong. Don't look for a hot guy. Look for a guy with diabetes mellitus, you know, so you can cash out while that pancreas craps out. <laughs> All right, I'm a San Francisco native, which means I'm a future displaced person. Huh? Pandering, pandering. I'm working on it. Um, I go to City College, or as I like to call it, soon to be condos in an Eastern Bloc style. Um, when you're from San Francisco, everybody's got to have a cause to fight for. Is that correct? All right, um, some of my friends like animal rights because humans don't have any problems. So um, I have some friends that told me that cows are being treated badly at work, and I say that's terrible. Nobody likes being unhappy at their job, so we should uh, treat them humanely. Give them a little cocktail of, you know, Wellbutrin and Depakote, you know? <laughs> Give them a little antidepressants, help them out. Why the long face? Uh, polar bears, um, I think the polar bear issue is interesting. We should look deeper than just, you know, climate change. Maybe black and brown bears moved into the neighborhood. Just a white bear flight. Uh, usually, they usually live in gated communities anyway, so uh, they may not be used to. <laughs> anyway, Human Pride Week should happen uh, when the last polar bear drowns. Um, we could all line up down the street, wear polar bear costumes, eat Klondike bars, and drink Coca-Cola. All right. <laughs> um, I don't think we should call polar bears and tigers and shit endangered species. Let's call them, you know, limited edition animals, out of stock animals. We're just out of stock of the dodo bird. 
That's all. And speaking of renaming things, um, the rape of Nanking. We can call it something else. Maybe, you know, that one time China got a little too drunk at a party and wore a really short skirt around Japan in Nanking. You know, I think more people <laughs> would read about it if it was called that, you know, instead of the Darfur Rwandan genocide. How about the African Source Awards? Just collapse both. What about keeping up with the Armenians? Right. Um, and then last things on gun laws. I think it's funny that people are pushing for this gun law stuff. Um, I don't understand why you'd want the number one arms exporter in the world to write your gun laws. That's like me asking Jerry Sandusky to be the new director of the Boys and Girls Club. You know, like he can do it and he needs the job, but um, he may have a corrupt moral compass. All right, that's it. Valerie! Comments from the peanut gallery. That's why like your choice to do this, like, it, like I'm worried, because it's like, I can't do that. The, the crowd work and discovering things, I'm too afraid. Um, I really like the, the concept of farm animals being unhappy at their job. Uh, you, one, one thing, I, I always think of people at work, maybe I just watch too many commercials, but I think I was drinking five-hour energies. Mm. Is that a thing we could give farm animals? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out, out there as something. If there's other stuff with the humane treatment, because all I got was the antidepressants. That's what we yeah, do yeah, for one yeah, another. Yeah, yeah, like antidepressants is good. Maybe, um, oh, isn't it like getting really popular to do like like, like micro dabbing or something? All right. For like Silicon Valley. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to necessarily go to drugs, more drug stuff. Microdosing is what they call it, not micro-dabbing. Dabbing Dabbing (laughs) is when you smoke that pot. Microdosing is when you take tiny bits of shrooms or acid. That's what I meant. Yeah, I think the animals on antidepressants, that was like my favorite. Okay. Like, vegans think they're so great because they just don't kill animals, but like, Mm -hmm. we don't kill each other, but we give each other antidepressants. Like, why don't we do that with them? Okay. Um, Why do they have herpes? I thought that was funny. Like, is a good-looking guy, does that mean he just like gets with so many chicks that he must have herpes. Yeah, that's like the idea. That. So maybe they're going for like the perfect medium where he's like just not unfuckable, you know? Like <laughs> he probably also yeah. just doesn't have diseases. All right. Uh, limited edition, I thought that would be funny because like, but also terrible because then hunters would see, like play, like they'd see it as like a Pokemon game. Like, <laughs> oh, like we need to go for all the like Inti- like the Gotta catch them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gotta kill them all. Keeping up with the Armenians, was that because the Kardashians are Armenian? What was that? Uh, the Armenian genocide and the Kardashians are Armenian, so oh, okay. tried to collapse it. Mm. Maybe I need to explain it. What is it? What is it? What's the joke, though? No uh, renaming things just so that people are more intrigued by it. But I didn't oh. say that part. Like well, keeping up with the Armenians would make it like seem like a much less like superficial show, maybe. Well, because the Armenian genocide, nobody talks about it. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the Kardashians do. That's like the one good thing about them. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> All Armenians talk about it. But what about keeping up with the Armenian genocide or something? Like well, tagging to, like, that? Because I didn't get the... I, the PC thing, just trying to get rid of the word genocide. Oh. So well, I don't know. Another PC name for it then. Yeah. Wait, they're, they're Mass they're killing? Oh, no, I am. Ma- major outplacement? Major outplacement to yeah. another to another uh, psychic realm? Or if well, you can, instead of saying genocide, how do you, what's another w- funny way to say killing lots and lots of people? 
um, a giant there. outplacement. No, it's um, or something that has to do with the finding the Kardashian show somehow. Yeah, gentrifying the Armenian. No, it uh, maybe the, Baklava's Angel Poo. No. Well, I didn't know if I should do Keeping Up with the Ottomans because it's really the Ottomans who did it, or if it too obscure. Nobody even knows about the yeah. Ger- Armenian genocide. If you bring the Ottoman Empire into yeah. it, they're going to be you confused. You have to use the word genocide. Otto von Bismarck, don't get it. fascinating dude. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otto von also, Bismarck. the other problem with not using the word genocide is that that's what the genocide people who are perpetrating the genocide do is that they tone down the language to make it acceptable. So I wouldn't want to tone it down for the and make it seem like you're I don't know going along with that. Yeah, like I'm not calling it rape. I'm saying it's like a hot chick at a party. Yeah. She's a little <laughs> too drunk. Like you know what I mean? Like I yeah. think. Yeah. So I think unless that's completely obvious, you shouldn't go the ironic route. <laughs> okay. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. A little bit of setup, maybe. No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm sorry, Ian. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, and a super. This is like a small detail, but yeah. you could say you because you said it like changes the names. More people might read about it. Yeah. But when I think of that culture, like, like people, like you could say more people would blog about it. Just because, like that, I mean, it's a small thing that might not really make a difference, but that's what I think of when people like blogging about, yeah. you know, being vegan or blog about rape culture and stuff. Yeah. Um, like an exo vein article. Yeah, ex- article. exactly. Okay. Something you know, a HuffPo article, yeah. as the kids are calling it. Right. So. Oh, HuffPo. <laughs> oh. So, but I like the hot guys with STDs. I think you could add two more things to that. You could add. Um, or characterize them maybe you know how animals when they're in groups have odd different names like depending on the type of animal it's given a different type like a gaggle of geese so he's got a gaggle of STDs um, also a slew of children that's anticipated like the hot guy yesterday slew of children who was who was hot yesterday the, the hot musician the hot drummer yesterday the drummer lots he was of kids he, he obviously. Lots of kids. yeah sure and and uh, and then the third thing is think of a third thing maybe a whole bunch of restraining orders, something else that hot guys have a bunch of, ex girlfriends. Well, kids, yeah, STDs probably. What else? Uh, there's well, got to be a it's, it's quirky which, third thing. It's which STDs? You know, he's got a gang of syphilis, or he has. Yeah, I thought about saying the clap. But the clap is always fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are, what is that, what another one? I mean, chlamydia isn't a flower. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, maybe do some research on on things other than herpes and see which one are kind of funny. Like you know, crabs are always funny, but easy to get rid of. Okay. And I, I mean, because I wanted to say like a walking Valtrex commercial, but most ooh. people don't know what. Valtrex no, they know what Valtrex is. is. People okay. know what Valtrex is. A walking okay. Valtrex commercial is funnier than herpes. Absolutely, okay. definitely. Yay, everybody clap wildly for Valerie. Yay, Valerie for now. Well, thank you guys for sticking all the way through to the end. This has been the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. I'm stoked we're ending a little bit early. I'm going to go to Bender's and eat a burger because they're delicious there. Um, Hey, this week... Um, on Pamtastics, it's a really fun show this Friday the 1st. It's I Like Fires and Other Terrible Things I Did as a Child because we're going into um, 
that day where we like to explode things and children do as well on the 4th of July. So that show is going to be this Friday at 8 o'clock. It's only $5. And happy hour is an open mic from 6 to 8 every Friday. Uh, hey, en- enjoy. Come come by Muni Radio. It's always a fun time. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is 
selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy, delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son.
ASF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Um, oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Every happy hour mic, Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Hey, this is Mutiny Radio.fm. You're listening to Flat Black Plastic Show. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. 